This is Alvin Sanders, Pop Tate, and you're listening to Riverdish. Hey, River Vixens, it's Ryan. And Sam. Coming at you this week, we're talking about The Master. We had the musical episode last week, and now we're back to normal. I kind of miss the music. I do, too. I wish every episode was a musical episode, Ryan. Yeah. Sam, how's your week been? My week has been okay. I just saw the zeitgeisty movie of the week, Us, and I'm a little shook by that. What were your thoughts? Guys, I loved it. I feel like a genius because I saw it and then I knew something and then I went online and everybody online agrees with me. I don't know what that means, but I'm smart. That was good of you though because we're not going to spoil it no, to anyone. No, no, no. Uh, go see it, form your own opinion. Yes. Um, I saw it as well. I'm not like a scary movie guy. I went alone on, uh, I guess it was like Monday afternoon. And it was a whole experience of me. I went in a place with the recliner seats and oh. the, like the surround sound. Treat yourself Monday. Yeah, so I just reclined back and like cuddled with myself, which wow. title of my memoir. Speaking of memoirs, our book Riverdish: The Unauthorized Case Files of Riverdale is coming out May seventh. We neglected to say it last episode, so I'm just throwing it out there now. Yes. Uh, I know we've badgered you over the head with it beforehand, but again. Pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. And we have some get exciting it. stuff coming next month with the book, so stay tuned. Yeah, and like if you pre-order now, you're going to get it right on your doorstep on May 7th. Oh my god. How nice is that? Christmas in May. Speaking of us, Sam and I also went to go see the Broadway show Gary oh. on <laughs> Tuesday night. Uh, and it was it was great. Nathan Lane was in it. He was incredible. You know, it's, it's Nathan Lane, Julie White, Christy Nielsen. However, we were in the front row and in the splash seats. Yes. And the woman at the box office warned me when I was picking up my ticket. She said, all right, you might get splashed a little bit with like a little bit of stage blood. Like it comes out in the wash. No stress. I'm like, oh, whatever. That sounds fun. I don't know what it it was like my specific seat. I got drenched. Ryan was covered in blood. The only what we I looked up and down the front row. I'm fine. Just a drizzle. Ryan is doused in blood head to toe. First of all, I <laughs> soaked my sweatshirt that night. I like used soap. I don't have a washer and dryer in my apartment. Like, hello, that would be a nice luxury, but I'm waiting for my next laundry cycle. It, it can, it's not coming out of my clothes. Then I put on my sneakers today. I have white sneakers. I haven't worn them since Tuesday. And they're covered in splashes of red blood. Well, it looks like I'm like straight out of a crime scene. I think it's hot. Yeah, very Riverdale-esque. Yeah, speaking of sexy bloody murderers, our guest is someone very special tonight. She is a dear friend of mine. We met as many friendships start over email during jobs and she is an emerging woman in comedy she's amazing and i love her this is galen gold yes galen how are you i'm like and do i talk now yeah join the pod i saw gary yes that's titus andronicus yes Yes. i read it and i thought it was quite uh um avant-garde and ryan and i loved it but we both we looked at each other we go that was good we have no idea what just happened. I, re- I had to read it several times because I had to like write a little breakdown for it and mm. explain to someone what it was. Oh and my I was God. like, I don't really know, 
but it's satirical. It's, I, it's comedy, so. It's all I knew about Titus Andronimus was Titus Bird to Kimmy Schmidt. That was all I knew. Right. Honestly, that is the main point of reference. Like, that's... That's, that's the only about. point of reference. Right. Yeah. I, okay. That's what the place about. Okay. Tell us about yourself, and if you were a fan of Archie Comics, how you found Riverdale. Okay. Um... Tell you about how I found Riverdale. Well, first things first, I have always had a crush on Cole Sprouse, the 11-year-old version. So okay. when I watched The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, I was like, I'm feeling something. And I realized now, retrospectively, that was my sexual awakening. Oh. You know, he was very nerdy. He kind of kept to himself. That is my type. Shout yes. out. Um, people who make you a little uncomfortable. So, obviously, when Cole Sprouse was making his resurgence in a CW show, I was like, this feels like a masturbatory fantasy come true for me. Yes. I kind of need to see, I need to go on this journey. Like, I owe it to myself. It's actually a form of self-care. It is. It is. Um, So, then, everyone in my office, because I work right now at a talent agency, was like, let's all get into this show together. So, that's sort of how I found the show. I wasn't necessarily expecting... To feel so attached to it and to have Riverdale-themed dreams, kind of the situation where I wake up in the morning on Thursdays after watching the episode with a mixture of like self-hatred, lust, and excitement. But that is the cocktail that I'm drinking at this time. It's weird because that's how I wake up every morning. Oh, right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Okay, well, let's get into last night's episode. So we're fresh from the musical episode, which no one really talked about. I find it hard to bounce back from the musical episodes. I don't know how you guys feel because for me, they are so exciting and they linger because I have the song stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. I'm always re-watching dance scenes kind of trying to be like, does Cheryl have a dance background? How come she's so good at it? Like, what's going on with her hips and butt? Like, they're amazing, iconic, etc. So I'm always like, ugh, it's the weekend after a musical. Yeah, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like after my high school musical, it's like, for a good month, it was like a buzz with like, uh, remember the musical? Like, yes, it was talked about. I was still wearing my cast shirt. Shout out to one year when we all got our characters in the back of our shirts. And like, I was in Beauty and the Beast, but I had vocal notes. So I couldn't audition. But you I got, already had notes? Honey. In high school? Honey, I was 14 when I got notes. What were so you doing? Cut my career short. I was still... Anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was a plate. I was screaming. I, had a, I was a plate in Beauty and the Beast. Mm. And we all got our characters in the back. And mine said plate. And I remember walking <laughs> through the hallways. And it wasn't like that cool. And some girl goes, what's plate? And it that's still hurts me. That makes it sound better than it is. I thought so too. Right. That's all, That's like a rebranding of being a plate. Guys, thank you. Thank you, Galen. I still really talk about my high school musical days what kind of as if I were like coming off a Broadway career. What was your shining high school moment? Oh, oh. Like high school musical moment? Yeah. yeah. I feel like you had good ones, Ryan. Me, but I want to hear yours. First. I'm thinking. I know, yeah. but I was that. Was oh, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my yeah, deferral yeah, 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 yeah. as I. No, married. take your okay. time. I was on. Seidel and Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, of yes. course. And that was huge for me. I was often typecast, so I was in Into the Woods, and I wanted to be the baker's wife, and I was cast as the witch. <laughs> oh, arguably the better role, though. You know, people say that, but when you're <laughs> 16 years old and you want one person on this earth to think you're hot, sure. and at that time, zero people on the earth think you're hot, and then they tell you that you're the haggard witch... You're like, this feels like a personal attack. Honey, I, yeah. was, I was ugly Cinderella, and a different girl was after transformation. 
<laughs> that's insane. That's Never not forget. a thing. Never forget. That's not like a thing that happens in that show. It happens. Yeah. But you they know, like in school, up. like you got to make more parts. So yes. you're like, well, one girl can do like pre-transformation. They covered me in soot. Yeah, that's amazing. Honestly, that's amazing. I used to think in high school I looked more beautiful with a face mask on because my acne was so bad that when I had like full green, I was like, I look clear as day. Like, I have a smooth visage. Visage. So, well. So those are your highlights. I will say, actually, this opening of this week's episode did kind of bring me back to my high school musical because we opened with the drill of the serpent trainees in the school hallway training on how to stop rogue gargoyles within the school. What did this so, bring you back to, Ryan? Well, here's the thing. They, the police department in my town growing up, used the actors in the school musical no. to train for school shootings. Oh my god. No. So, yes, a select group of us, the leads in the school musical, the would leads. do fake... <laughs> school shooting like playouts in the school hallways which like really brought me back that is dark oh it was so dark but i played like many roles and i hate saying that like it's so crazy like this was i mean this was how long ago were we in high school like now it would be really dark it was like a little bit out of my mind that that was like a real thing and now it's so so real i feel like as a high schooler i wouldn't be able to do it but at the time, I was very willing to, like, run through the school hallways being, like, help! <laughs> and, like, and, like, fully committed. And then there were people, like, lying down in classrooms. Like, in the police department used us to, like, know how to respond. So you really related to that first scene. That feels ahead of its time in yeah, terms honestly. of the school shooting. Out. Kind Is of, yeah. yeah. No, I guess I'm, I'm happy my town was, like, thinking of that yeah well sadly there was a very good psychic in your town yeah or someone with a political premonition yeah Evan Egger was in town <laughs> yeah literally I'm yeah. obsessed with that girl by the way she's really good she is real that good. actress is great and she's a much needed like taste of like okay like I'm I love when the Riverdale actors are like I know that this is campy I know that this is like sometimes a little kooky cuckoo yeah but like she is like I'm doing it right she's so obsessed. committed yes She's so committed. I feel like She'd if I were friend. playing that role, I'd, I'd be like, okay, don't make me yes. say this line. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so back so, to the show. So I think we go, let's break it down into three chunks. Okay. I have some notes here. So let's start with Jughead's main storyline. Mm. Uh, so he's working with the Serpent Trainees. They're the town's unofficial DEA. Uh, and it's announced that the Jones trailer has been blown up. Gladys is immediately onto his tricks. Meanwhile, Jellybean is like, hey, Dad, want to come watch some comics? Like, FP has no idea what's going on, seemingly. No, this is not how you treat a recovering alcoholic. Also, I really do feel that this situation could be helped if Jughead would talk to his dad. Yes! I understand he's protecting him, and I think that's so noble, and obviously I have a soft spot for Jughead. But I'm kind of like... We could expedite this process. Your dad is the sheriff. Yes. Totally. It was even confusing to me on how FP is against a lot of what the serpents are doing in this episode. Like the trainees of like trying to help the crime in town. Right. But I'm like, FP, you were the one that appointed them. What are you expecting them to do? Like, where's the leadership here? Someone's right. got to take the reins and be like, 
And he's always telling Jughead that he needs to sort of step it up and be the king, the Serpent King. Yeah. yeah. But then is kind of upset that Jughead, who didn't have all the information, he didn't tell him there was going to be this sting. It was not good that that happened, but I thought the anger was a bit misplaced. Yeah. 100%. It's crossed wires and it's too many cooks in the kitchen trying to do good. But remember that video, you guys? Too many cooks. Remember that? <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, you know, it's just something is not working out. Yeah, so the serpents invade a comic book store. Oh, God. Uh, and Sweet Pea is trying to, like, trick the poor guy into selling him um, a fizzle rocks. He goes, I'm looking for game enhancement. Uh, of course, he passes it over. The serpents invade. And it's revealed that drug deals 50 are... 50 bucks! 50 bucks! Oh, I missed pack, the price. 50 bucks for one pack of fizzle rocks. Honestly, that that tracks, I how, think. I how so. many doses are in a bag? <laughs> well, if it's 50 bucks, it's probably what, like, it should be less than a gram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it should be. You should be able to enhance your game several times for 50 bucks. Right. But then I'm I sure. think about eating Pop Rocks, and it's like one bag per serving if mm-hmm. you're me. So, yeah, but if they're, like, doing things for you, I, I don't know, maybe sure. you're, like, we've never seen anyone actually do Ingest. the drugs because <laughs> right. it's the CW, and so we don't actually know how any of these are done. No, but I want to circle back on drugs later because that's a big theme of this season and this right. episode, so. Right. And also, Sweet Pea. I really love him this season. Okay, super interesting. I don't feel connected to him at all. Really? I think he's like a big baby and I love him. Yeah, he does <laughs> look like a stretched out baby. He does. Um, that's really funny. I don't know. I feel that I I need Jughead to have a, a minion or a sidekick mm-hmm. that I really click with. I mean, this is goes to a larger point we can talk about later. But I really miss the core four Scooby ganging it up together. Yes. And when they're off on separate missions, I feel less connected to all the missions. I get personally. that. And this season, we have a big, you know, the gang yeah. storyline emerging, and you have less of the core four. And right. It's, it's tough. It's hard. I want to see them all work together on each of the, what I'm guessing are the three individual plot points. Totally. Yeah. I, I do get that. So we learned, too, that uh, <laughs> instead of sneakers over telephone wires... There are gargoyles over telephone wires. Long black line, telephone wire. Gargoyles Make that gargoyle dangle. Also, like, where do you, like, where are people finding gargoyles to, like, throw over power lines? Also, I never knew that about sneakers. Is that real? You never knew that? I learned that from the Riverdale episode. Really? Oh, I thought that was a big thing. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Anywhere, like... Yeah, no, even in my, like, my suburban town, which is training for school mm-hmm. shootings, you'd see uh, sneakers over, and you'd be like, oh, I know where to go. I, I never went. That's genius. <laughs> I honestly never... No. I mean, now I know what to keep a lookout for. Now, I've learned yeah. two things from Riverdale, what cruising in the woods means, and what the <laughs> sneakers over a telephone wire means. Oh, I thought that was, like, a well-known... No. Apparently, it is anyway. super well-known. I think you have to be really sheltered to not know. So, no, I don't know about that. The, the, I did notice though the show explained it like yeah, in a really like they like really handed. totally like okay. they left the story and he's like you know sometimes people <laughs> put ex- sneakers over wires. Okay, so, okay. <laughs> they were like exposition time for the viewers at home. Yeah, <laughs> so that's tally two for drugs this episode alone, and we're gonna get into this in the end. I have a point. I oh, okay. Oh. Drugs, drugs, drugs. Drugs, drugs, drugs. Well, speaking of drugs, I'm gonna keep the ball rolling okay, again. Yeah, this might be high. drug. Fen- I'm like I maybe I broke it down. This section is our drug section. Okay. Uh, because 
they, they bust the apartment where um, Mad Dog's grandmother is living, right. which we're kind of jumping storylines here, but Mad Dog's out of jail, which we know and we'll talk about a little later. His grand, poor grandmother's stuck in an apartment building that's and being run but yeah, by gargoyles. And that raid was really something else. Okay, can we talk about this for a minute? Yeah. I want to give the choreographer of that fight scene a hundred awards. <laughs> Guys, there were guns. No one got shot. There were a, a million guns. Did we also catch the door with the small graffiti saying, Not, Not my, my president! president. Yeah, that nearly killed me. I mean, zero dark 30, like, shaken. <laughs> this was like Bin Laden who? <laughs> Truly, even before they went in, they were like, Mad Dog studied the layout of this apartment building. Like, we're going in. But they did. They were, you know, later Jughead says to his mom, oh, you caught us off guard this time, but next time we'll be prepared. I was like, that was you unprepared? You fought off 30 armed men with your small wrist. Guys, I really... And a fire extinguisher. Delicate wrist. I was coming down from, like, some, like, Benadryl, but I was watching it, and I was like... What a statement they're making on the current state of the world. I know. I know. I was like, this is so political. And yeah, honestly, me too. I love where it's going. Yeah, me too. I was this like, is wow. the liberal agenda being advanced. <laughs> and frankly, it. I support it. <laughs> that is exactly how I felt. But that sequence, and it also went on for like a minute longer than it should have. Also, as it was, oh, it was panning, yeah. it was panning up the apartment yeah. different floors, and I was like, am I on the Tower of Terror in Disneyland? Like, I couldn't believe here. what I was watching. It I was. It was. It. It was such a suspension of disbelief, but I was I was riveted and rooting for them, frankly. Oh, I was on the ride. Yeah. Also, not my president. So, is this the current world? Do right. I think Trump is their president? Like, right. what do we think? Yeah, it's left up in the air. I guess so. I was like, maybe it's a Hiram Gargoyle King. Maybe oh. maybe there are many leaders that we don't respect. Right. Maybe it's sort of a call to action, a call to arms, if you will. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Galen. Yeah, I know. I'm maybe. like, I'm actually using this podcast to stage a coup. Yeah. Um. So if you're listening. We meet at Dawn. Yeah, <laughs> we meet at Dawn. Wherever you are, meet at Dawn. <laughs> Across the world. <laughs> but who, sorry, I'm going through my notes. I can't find, who is the guy they're after? Kurtz. Kurtz. Kurtz, that's right. So they fall out of a window. so dirty. That was very, I don't know if you guys have seen the final Harry Potter movie. That was very Harry Voldemort reminiscent when they're screaming out the window. Yes. And they're clutching each other and they're becoming Mm -hmm. one another. I was Mm -hmm. like, Jughead and Kurtz, two sides of the same coin. Like, Mm. boys from the wrong side of the tracks and like how, where your life can go. Holy shit. You're right. You're right. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I also thought maybe they were going to do one of those is Jughead dead things and I love a heartbroken Betty, but they didn't. That's yeah. okay. I get it. But Kurtz gets away. I was hoping that we were going to meet Mad Dog's grandmother. Right. Because I said, okay, we're going to like, I'm not going to, I'm not assuming the race of Mad Dog's grandmother, Did they but I was it? very excited for an older <laughs> black character actress from Vancouver to have a moment. What was what was she doing during this raid? <laughs> Sam just asked if she was asleep. Or <laughs> yeah. She, she might have been. She woke up in a safer world, and that is what the DEA is all about. She yeah. had two pinos, took a bath, and she's like, what was that noise? Yeah. I wanted to see her come out of the apartment and beat the shit out of a, like a dumb white kid. No, yeah, I was waiting I for it. Yeah. yeah. And she would have been amazing. Yeah, I wanted the brother to come out too. Like, like Cicely Tyson. Yeah. Like, walks yes. out of a room. And I'm like, fuck, they got Cicely Tyson for Riverdale? Yes, I wanted to be shocked by the cameo. Yeah, or like Cheryl Lee Ralph. That's it. 
Yeah. I agree. Definitely. Cheryl would do Riverdale in an instant. Absolutely. Uh, Roberto, Greg, if you're listening, (laughs) Mad Dog needs a grandmother. He's going to be in fights. Cast Cheryl Lee Ralph. Uh, The show just wrapped. We should mention. Oh yeah, Mazel. So I guess no, no, yeah, no chance for Cheryl this season. But there's always season season four. four. Bring her back on. Sorry, I totally cut you off. No, I just wanted to see a Mad Dog Grandma tag team fight. I would. Oh, one hundred percent. You know. Yeah. Especially if they're going to be living in the gym. Mad Dog and Mad Grandma. So our next storyline we have going on is the Colts. Oh, the Colts. So we met Chad only for a brief moment last episode, Edgar. And we get to know him a little bit better because the farm is having an open house. I love when cults in my town have an open house in the church. This was really exciting for me because I we got to see a little Veronica and Betty duo tag team action. I guess. Which was my favorite part mm-hmm. when they decided to go to the open house together and sort of do a little snooping. No, yeah. me too. And I love when Betty just like sips the milkshake and... Veronica's like, yeah, I'll go with you. Best friends. I need to see a Riverdale where they are reaping the consequences of constantly drinking 1,300-calorie milkshakes. Oh, I know. And also, guys, next month, come get your Riverdish milkshake at Big Daddy's. Yes. What? (laughs) Yeah. Big Daddy's in New York. Two locations, Gramercy, Upper West Side. They're going to be serving a special Riverdish milkshake. Yes. Check our Instagram and our Twitter for more details um, in the next few weeks. That's amazing. We haven't tried it yet, but I'm sure it's going to be great. Yes. And honestly... You're right. Like, I'm going to have to work out, like, 400 times after drinking these milkshakes. Did you guys ever go to open houses growing up? Like, my fan... I'll start by saying, like, I constantly went to open houses. Like, like of literal houses. Yeah. My family... Like, my family was just always moving. So we were, like, a big real estate, like... Sure. Let's check out this house. (laughs) You're a broker. You are a child broker. Honest... Well, here's the thing. I've been kind of like thinking about that lately in my head. I follow so many attractive gay real estate agents oh on God. Instagram. Did I you, know where this is coming from. Did you? Ever You're seeing that? all these iconic older women that are like icons being like high-end real estate agents on Real Housewives from New York. And you're like, that's me. Did you watch well, like, that show on Bravo that was about... Yeah, Million Dollar Listing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you would truly that, have been amazing on that show. Yeah, that. There's still but time. <laughs> like, but there are a lot of like gay instant, like a lot of instagays are in real estate. Interesting. It's money, good money. Yeah, they live a fabulous life. You would be a good broker because people would trust you, and you're not snaky. Well, you're an actor. Easy. Yeah, yeah. But I have had some of the worst, absolute worst brokers who truly have traumatized me for life. Here in New York. Yeah. 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 That happens. Who have like showed up outside my apartment. What? To be like, you didn't text me back. Oh my God. Do you, didn't you like the apartment? And I'm like, um, how did you know where I live? And, and that like, was the oh, black hood. I put my address on a form. Right. And it was Hal Cooper. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, that's crazy though. Yeah. It's horrible. So I yeah. hope you become a broker for me. Yeah. But I want you to live your dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. yeah we'll see. Stay tuned. I, I didn't go to open houses. No. <laughs> okay. So no. anyway, it, it brought back many memories to me. I'm like, I think if a creepy girl in my high school was like, oh, my creepy life is on, is on display. I would absolutely have gone. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We need to be more of a Betty or Veronica, Galen. I think I'm more of a Veronica. Yeah, I think so, too. I think I'm a Cheryl. Cheryl. I'm yeah! Yes. Yes. yes! And Ryan is Kevin, because he's gay, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just because I'm gay. No, I think for many yeah. reasons. All, all yeah. gay people are the same. Yes. Yeah. yeah. All gay yeah. people are just the same. Not a lot of people know that. Yeah. People don't talk about that enough, so I just want to get the truth to, like, Ryan's Kevin with, like, a hint of Nick St. Clair. <laughs> yeah, oh. that's, that's fair. A hint. But Betty uses this open house as an opportunity to infiltrate the farm. 
Yes. Uh, she first has an interview with Evelyn. Evelyn is like kind of amazing. Bring me back to auditions. Evelyn's like, girl, I know your tricks. Like, we'll call you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're Do you cult. bite your nails, please? Yeah. Also, they notice the spooky broom closet that's locked. Oh, yeah. That was such an obvious, in a fun way, but Kevin yeah. like, um, I guess that's a broom closet. Don't mm-hmm. go in there. That's for the janitor. Yeah. And don't ask any questions. Also, yeah. I was still shook by Kevin, just like completely I in the farm. So much more of Kevin. Like he's amazing. I love his character. I think he puts too much of his heart in everything, so he's easily like swindled into these things. I know. Yeah. I just want more of understanding how they got him in the first place. Yeah. Well, I think I think and we found out a little more, and we'll get into that towards the end of the storyline. But something interesting about the farm comes out. So wait, tell me. I well, don't, I don't then know he where gets Cheryl to infiltrate for yeah. her, and she becomes a mole, like yeah. a chic. Spider brooch. Oh, that brooch. I paused at that part. Obsessed. Obsessed. I need that. Yeah. So Cheryl, in some great pink eyeshadow, starts to be interviewed by Evelyn. Again, iconic. And then... Evelyn. Evelyn. Oh, my God. Back to my... I can never pronounce that word chick. Yeah, I always pronounce them cheek. (laughs) That's my cheek tits. Anyway, so Evelyn... um, (laughs) (laughs) So she gets... She's like, okay, dad, take over, which means, like, Cheryl's doing well. And, of course, like, Cheryl starts to open up, and I think you see the real side of Cheryl when she's talking about Jason. Right. And it is true, like, the farm was the last, like, true connection we know about Jason. Like, he was heading there. Right. It was nice, too, because I feel that some of the Jason-Cheryl plot wasn't, I don't want to say it was dropped, but it's fallen by the wayside. Oh, yeah. But that's how you meet Cheryl, and her twin died. That's the most defining thing that's ever happened to her we get that crazy underwater flashback right wild and she's so suppressed in season one remember Mm -hmm. she's never upset and she's always being kind of cuckoo Mm -hmm. cuckoo about it yes so it was really great to see her open up about it also who among us would not join a cult for chad michael murray to look us deep in the eyes him talking to her i like i was wet like it was erotic it was so erotic even cheryl i was like cheryl's Cheryl, we know you miss your brother, but you want to, you want to. And she says he could be in the hot dad at Riverdale Club. Right. Like there was the amazing moment. Cheryl goes, "Edgar is yummy." And I'm like, you know what? That's fair. Yes. Anyway, um. So how does that? How does that tie into Kevin? Kevin. So ultimately. Yeah. We learn that Cheryl doesn't want to be a mole anymore because she actually wants to be in the farm. Yeah. Something happens in that room closet, and we find out that she saw. Jason. Yeah. We don't know what she really saw, but she tells Betty that she saw him flush in the flesh. Yeah. yeah. She gave Cheryl him. back her brother. Then Betty asks um, her mother if she saw Charles. And Charles says yes. So now we know that somehow, maybe it's back to drugs, somehow the farm is making people believe that they can speak and talk to their loved ones. Fangs and Kevin both had a connection to Midge and Joaquin. Yeah. Everybody that has lost someone is in the farm now. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, listen, last episode in the musical, Kevin did do drugs and he saw Midge. So we know like... Oh, right. I mm-hmm. actually forgot about that. So we know like this could happen. That's a possibility. We also know that the showrunner has a show that's also on with the same production company called The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. <laughs> I don't know if this will go supernatural. If it did, this is the perfect moment to do it sure but i do think like in the past drugs are used in cults as like a tactic to get people to like really be like, dependent like, yeah 100 percent. yeah and it makes sense because yeah. like why would kevin so quickly like join this cult he loved joaquin 
Fags love Midge. Yeah, it's interesting yeah. to think that it's about also his love and mm-hmm. the person who he felt really knew him as for who he truly was. And Strong Cheryl. Yeah. Strong Cheryl immediately drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. You to me, I guess I took it as... Um, I was more like Tyler Hollywood medium. Fierce. Of being like, like people see their loved ones are able to talk to them, but I'm like, I don't believe that white twink for a minute. But let's also tie it all back to the first episode when we see the farm, when like the two babies are like levitating and I there's the seizures. There's yeah. something that's not addressed yet that we need to find out. And since like we have this storyline with the gargoyles and the ghoulies and the drugs and Gladys, now we have this cult and we have this other drug lord. Right. Who's buying all of this? What's happening? Like Something's going to tie together. Some of these plot lines need to converge, mm-hmm. if only for simplicity, because it's really spider webbing out. Yeah. So I kind of agree, especially, I always forget about the levitating babies, but that yes. has not even been, Betty doesn't even think about that that much. <laughs> I'm like, Betty, yeah. you saw your nieces and your niece and nephew who are named Dogwood and Juniper and exactly. like Thornberry. Wait, yeah. also this episode was like the first in like a while where... Betty addressed to Cheryl, like, oh, we're cousins. Like, I know. <laughs> Cheryl kept heavy-handedly being like, fine, cousin. And I was yeah. like, we remember your cousins. One time is enough. Yes. Yeah. It's okay. Can you imagine them? Like, what if, you guys, what if there was a major, major twist? This would bring it all back to me. I'd be like, oh, yeah. What if there was, like, an us-level twist where, like, Jason is the Gargoyle King and he was brought back to life by Sabrina and her gang like one night in the mines. Yeah, is like, there a crossover coming? Oh my god. I think there is. I don't know if it's this season. If that happens, you've heard the last of me. <laughs> you don't like <laughs> a crossover? Oh no, I'm like down with the crossover. I know a crossover is going to happen. But if like this was all a ruse and like Jason <laughs> was really alive because... Sabrina bought him back to life in right. Greendale. It was just, I'm like, I must no, admit, no. I read I read another fan theory today on Reddit, and there was an elaborate theory that Charles, even though we do know he's probably dead because Chick admitted it, but there was a theory that Edgar Everett ever is Charles. Oh, oh, that would be interesting. I'm down for a I crazy, could see that. I'm I down for a crazy twist like yeah. that. But is the age? Yeah, I guess the age does work out. Yeah, he's a young older. Dad. Like 32. Well, he'd be older than Betty. 100%. So he's like, yeah. Yeah. Because Alice had him in high school. Yeah. When she was, what, like 16? And he's yeah. like FP's kid? No. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. But um, I don't know, you guys. I do think it's going to tie back to drugs because that's what this he's season's about. He's the sibling that Betty and Jughead share. Can you imagine? It does complicate things. It does. Yeah. It does. Oh, so the farm so is keeping tapes of all the interviews. Betty goes and gets the tapes of everyone. So we have tapes are out there. Right. Uh, we know. You know. It's I'll 1992, America said tapes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't even play cassette tape. And then at the end, we have um, Betty. <laughs> Betty meets with Edgar. Yeah. So we don't really know what's what's gonna happen there. No, I'm excited for that though. But let's cut to our next storyline. Okay. We have Hermione and Hiram. Oh, yeah. Uh, their divorce happening. Uh, we all just shrugged. We're like, okay. Hermione's upset because Hiram's having his big ribbon cutting for the Southside prison, which we've dropped for a little while. The prison is still happening. I guess it's been under construction. The prison's part of Sodale, right? Or yeah, okay. yeah. We haven't heard about it. Like, Sodale is Sodale, right? Yeah. So now it's like open, which is like good news. It's like Hudson Yards. It's I like out of nowhere. Right. I actually just ran to Hudson Yards, Hudson Yards two days ago. I was confused. I really want to go. I mean, listen, it's, like it's a mall. Okay. Literally a mall. Yeah. 
just looks so clean. But I like it's it's very clean. And there was, the thing is cool. The big thing that everyone's talking about. Is yeah, the cool. vessel. The vessel. But Hiram's disinvited Hermione. Hermione's worried because the optics are going to be bad, especially because Governor Dooley is going to be there. Have we ever seen Governor Dooley before? He was like a guest at one of the boxing fights, right? Yeah. Love that. Okay. Uh, but like, seen. but he's like, <laughs> that actor's in hog heaven because he's like, I got another call, honey. I'm going to Riverdale. So he's back. Uh, optics are bad, obviously, and so it's, again, it's all a little confusing, because I'm like, what's the big deal? Hermione's concern is that without Hiram's protection, she's in danger. Which is fair. She actually has a great line. She goes, you know what happens to a mafia wife. Yes. <laughs> I was like, wow, I haven't heard the word mafia. No. I don't think they've See, ever I guess said that's it. Not, like, I didn't realize. Yeah. Same. I don't watch I didn't any, know that was a thing. I didn't watch The Sopranos or anything. I didn't either, but I did watch, like... Mob wives. So I, I watched the Sopranos. I just, I feel, I've never heard her explicitly say, and maybe I'm just missing it, oh, Hiram's in the mafia, which obviously he is, <laughs> but they kind of speak about him like he's a shady businessman, and I'm like, no, he's a full murderer. No, it was yeah. definitely Drug the first trafficker. Time. It was definitely the first time. Also, shout out to Hermione's freshly microbladed eyebrows. Oh, they, they looked good. good. They, looked, they looked really good. So, another yeah. thing I didn't realize, like, this was my shoes on the telephone wire moment. Hermione found a dead fish on her desk. I didn't. I didn't know what that meant. Mm. Did you guys? So you yes. both knew that, but well, didn't know. We ate a lot know. of sushi, so we know. Also, like, you knew that was like a threat. Yeah. Like I was obviously threatening. I didn't you think, get dead like, fish in your mail. What do you think? I uh, to me, I'm like Blue Apron who like <laughs> stick a few twigs in that and put it on the grill and I have dinner. She's like, Hiram, but, you shouldn't have. Yeah. Jay, what if she looked at the camera and was like, thanks, Blue Apron. <laughs> like, Every episode, the product placement gets more and more heavy-handed. She's like, Veronica, come in for our Blue Apron dinner. Yeah, she's like, dinner made easy. Didn't you ever want like, a normal American family yeah. in the oven? Just do, do. Yes. Obsessed. Wouldn't put it beyond the show. Obsessed. But it turns out it was threat, and it ends up that it was Veronica who placed it there. That was smart. Because she, yeah, again, it was beyond my comprehension, but it ended up that Hiram, like, protected Hermione because of that. They, they also, went like, to bring the in, like, religion. She's like, you can't divorce Mama. It's against the gods. <laughs> Here's the, the gods. The Here's the, Veronica's a pagan. That's the next choice. <laughs> yeah. What I will say, and I am, I've, God bless, I'm not a child of divorce. God bless, I don't, I'm not spiritual. Um, <laughs> but Veronica's taking the divorce situation so hard. Yes. When she was at one point helping her parents plot to murder each other. Yes. Yeah. I was she like, what? That. Suddenly she's like, this, I thought family was everything. I'm like, you did? She literally goes, yeah. I chose you, dad, even though you tried to kill my boyfriend twice. <laughs> yeah, which first of all, I was like, yeah, say that out loud again and then run it back, honey. This is this is the family you're trying to protect. I just felt like it was a little. I was surprised. I empathize with her because I think Cami is the most amazing actress in the world, and I love her, and I would die for her. I would take a vote for her, Cami, if you're listening. Her new Netflix movie's coming out soon. I'm so happy for her. Looks great. She gets to kiss that hottie Noah Centineo. I know he's kissed everyone on Netflix. Oh. No, but he's, he's only, Netflix's little whore. He's the James. <laughs> Netflix's <laughs> little whore. Every anytime Netflix has a movie, and they're like, we need someone who's a confusing age who will make out with literally anyone. They're like someone call Noah. It's um, weird because that's me on the Upper West Side. Right, right, yeah. right. I keep trying to be that person. Everyone's like, no one wants to kiss yeah. you. And I'm like, okay, point taken. Um, I was surprised by how hard she was taking the divorce and how 
aggressively she was fighting it. Considering I her thought, dad was in jail for like two years. Like, you know, it's just like... And she moved out and then she was like running a sting operation against right. him. She was trying to get him sent to jail. I'm just I guess like, it's like she went through a very hard breakup with Archie and now she's, she's like... stability. Yeah, and then she like, sure. you know... I buy I, it. I was just surprised. I totally agree. It's such a common trope on all these teen shows to talk about divorce and like it's a totally prevalent issue right like, yeah. which, like, so like we're all ready to like yeah we're all like ready to take but we agree i think two episodes when this first came up we were both like that kind of came out of left field yes you literally talked to me you said wait what i was surprised yeah. that they were talking about breaking up in general because i felt like they didn't ever seem to have a marriage for love yeah it they got off on like the drama and the danger and totally it was like a hate fuck situation. So I was surprised that suddenly they didn't want to be together. But also, I think I would have almost believed it more if Veronica was encouraging them to get divorced. Me too. That yeah. felt like a natural... And I've had... I've seen people go through that situation where their parents are so unhappy. That felt... That would have felt more contiguous with how yeah. things were going. But it does well, set hey. up the nice gossip girl situation of like the roulette between the parents. They can yes. have different relationships now in town and like that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. It just dawned on me, though. Bring back Kelly Ripa. What if this is purposefully done? Oh. Like, what if their divorce is a, a part of a larger plan? What are you saying? What are you thinking? I don't know yet. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it really does feel out of left field for me, being the nature of their relationship. relationship. I think you might be onto something there. That, like, they could be splitting for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like it's a power play. Yeah. I want that to be the case because it yeah. feels not Ooh, right. true yeah. to their characters. Well, Galen led me there. I, it all it all led. Yeah, tweet us through theories, you guys. Yeah, at Riverdish. Yeah, but <laughs> that's a good idea because you're right. And who knows what's going to happen. But turns out, you know, Veronica tries to get them back together, but... Ultimately, they have an appearance for appearance's sake, and then Hiram gets it annulled, which I didn't even know you could do. I thought yeah, she's like, "Why is the Monsignor here?" Yeah. <laughs> He's like, like, is it? I thought you could. I thought, based on my understanding of tabloid magazines in elementary school, that you could only get an annulment within like the first six. Me months too. You don't have sex. Right. Oh, what? Wait, oh, isn't, isn't that it? Isn't it like? I- I this might know. be stupid little me, but I used no, to think, like, I if you, like, don't get married, like, say you get married in Vegas, I, I still have not been to Vegas, because I'm terrified that I'll get blackout drunk and just marry someone for fun, but it's really real. So I looked into annulments once, and, like, you guys maybe I, do that. 100%. 100%. 100%. But I read the wrong site, probably, but, like, my knowledge of annulment was, like, you get married, and then, like, if you don't, like, consummate it, you can get an annulment. How can you say that? How do they... I thought it was... I just thought it was longevity. The moral of the story is that no one, including possibly the writers of Riverdale, know what an annulment is. But we know that it's not a divorce. This is coming from the girl that also thought tenure meant ten year. And I'm like, oh, when the teachers have worked ten years, they get ten year. My best friend thought typhoid fever was typhoid fever. Oh, no. Okay, we all don't know things sometimes. It's fine. So let's cut to our last plot point with uh, Archie, who we haven't touched on oh, yet. Oh, yeah. I literally forgot, you guys. It's so so Archie gets a call from Mad Dog. Hiram's moving everyone from the Leopold and Loeb Detention Center to the new prison on the south side, uh, which we learn has opened. Obviously, we talked about that. Archie then threatens Governor Dooley uh, because he doesn't want Mad Dog at this new prison having to fight again. He threatens the governor and said, I'll expose you attending these illegal fights unless you pardon all the boys from Leopold and Loeb. He's like, why are you eating lobster? Yeah. yeah. I was like, why didn't you do this before? Yeah, yeah. What? 
Like, these people have been in prison. I know. <laughs> That's fair. You can, with a bear, you had your the Revenant moment. Then you came back. I'm like, meanwhile, Mad Dog, who gave his life for you, has just been waiting for you to help. <laughs> yeah. I was mad. But Mad Dog's still appreciative. Yeah, he, I Because they him. eventually get out of jail. Him and Baby and they're, Yeah, they're all housed at Archie's new gym that he owns. Galen, you texted me saying... Oh, I was like, Archie's running an orphanage. Like, the next musical will be Annie. <laughs> Absolutely. And but I Archie's Miss Hannigan, despite being the redhead. No, he literally, is. it's going to end. Like, the Riverdale episode's going to end one night. It's going to be like... Orphanage. Yeah, I want Mad Dog to be the baby who's always sucking her thumb. What's her name? Molly? Molly. Yeah. Says. <laughs> I, want, anyway. I want a nickname akin to Mad Dog or Baby Teeth, so just think on it oh, and then tell okay. me what it will be. Doesn't yeah. have to be now. What would just... yours be? What would your prison name be? Oh. Uh, well, we have my mafia name. Mine would, be, sp- mine would be Spicy Tuna. Jungle Juice Joe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Like that pop- sounds like your frat name. Well, I know, there, there's the brand of poppers, Jungle Juice. Oh, so it's all, it, it was all alliteration. So Jungle yeah. Juice Joe, you can call you JJ, and then you can do Triple the JJ. J. Love yeah. that. But I don't, uh, my, my, um, what were we talking? Prison name. Prison, prison name. name. Prison name. Baby T. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, bending over for soap. Like, like, but, like, willingly. Like, yeah, like, soap just, grabber. like, <laughs> Mr. Clean. Yeah. Mr. Clean. Oh, okay, yeah. so Mr. Clean, we got spicy tuna. <laughs> I don't know what mine is, but it's just some it's just something to chew on. Chew me, okay, mm. that's fair. Yeah. Chew me, that, yeah. I cry Same. constantly. I'm I'm extremely weak. Um, so those are just some those are some facts about me. Just be a sad girl. <laughs> I know. That one it's not an, it's not actually a clever name, they're just like that one that's always crying and it makes us super uncomfortable. It's chewy taffy, like taffy. Oh, because I'm like soft and malleable. Test. No, you said pathetic shit. loser. I feel like my prison name would be Big Old Loser. <laughs> Who everyone hates. Yes. <laughs> Far from the truth. Um, big old loser. But yes, Archie was running his little orphanage in the gym. Yeah. He's also a property owner now. He's really come so far. Yeah. And we have um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, uh, God, Keller. Oh, the coach. Uh, yeah, Go I forget his like because I was gonna Tom, say sheriff Tom, Tom Keller. Uh, Tom Keller. I love him. <laughs> I think he's gonna die. I okay. I was gonna say he's either gonna be a villain or he's gonna die. Hundred percent. I, I honestly would rather have him die than be a villain because yeah. he's. But also, I feel like I don't know if this is too dark to say, but he needs to step in as the father figure. I know. I know. So I, I'm yeah, hoping we that we didn't have any Luke this episode. I'm hoping that he does. I'm hoping he doesn't die because I think he'll need to step in. I, I don't do know get Archie, vibes though too. Something's it's only going because on I've I've been now conditioned to believe that nothing good in Archie's life comes without a price. Nothing gold can stay, Galen. Right. So I'm kind of true. So what is it? So dawn turns into day. So dust turns into day. Nothing gold can stay. Great poem. Um, I want him to live because I feel like when Luke dies, Archie needs... He can't lose both. He'll go off the deep end. And I still yeah. wonder what the show's going to do with, with Luke's arc. You know? I know. It's so sad. I think it's, I I think feel, it's I feel clear the that they've edited out a storyline. Yeah, me too. That was happening. That was going to maybe bleed into Even the scene, the scene in Archie's yeah. house when they're sitting in the kitchen you could tell like there was something cut out. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah for this episode to have nothing. It's yeah, when Jack has like neighbors now and you could, you know, it, yeah. Anyway though, we have Elio, Julian, Julian, who walked into the gym. Always a pleasure seeing Julian on the show. Elio, always uh, looking to make that buck. And he's looking <laughs> for talent. He's looking for talent. And it turns out Mad Dog, like, you know, he finds his grandmother. Obviously, she needs a new house outside of this, like, crack den. Uh, so Elio offers to house Mad Dog. Oh, my God. I just, somebody just came back family. to me in a flash. 
I'm sorry, just came back. Yeah. So when I was younger, I used to make movies, like with my friends that came over. Mm-hmm. And Brett, a family friend, come over and we made a movie one day. It was like eight. And guys, I went to film school. But the movie was called Mad Dogs Attack. And we all played, like, dogs attacking each other. Wow, I bet it was the role of a lifetime. It really was, but I remember watching this episode, and I was like, it came back to me in a flash, and I was like, <laughs> my youth. That is so funny. Yeah. yeah. So Elio comes in. He wants Mad Dog to fight for money. Yes. Right? But Archie doesn't want that, because he cares about Mad Dog, and yeah. he wants him to just, you know, live a life that's good. And, yeah. not and Archie and Elio are total foils, because they're both, like... Elio was kind of involved with Veronica for a second. Mm-hmm. And I'm obsessed with Elio. I want the character to be like a staple. I want it to get with Ronnie. I want he reminds Mike. me of Carter Bazin from Gossip Girl. 100%. And were you obsessed with Carter? Yes. Me too? Yes. Sebastian Stan. I oh. Sebastian Stan. The good news is from Julian's Instagram story, he said, Watch out for me this week on Riverdale. And he said, But just wait for next week. Yes. Julian clearly didn't know that they were going on a hiatus. But that means that the next <laughs> episode is going to be very Elio heavy. Thank God. Uh, which we're super excited for. Question also, we got Archie and Veronica vibes again. That's exact. Did you hear me say question? Mm-hmm. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to posit. I read your mind. When you did, and you frequently do, when Veronica was talking to her dad and she was like, I lost Archie, it was the first time in a few episodes that I felt she actually missed him. And I'm going to be honest, I'm relieved. Yeah. I want them to get back together. Me too. I love, I think it'll help me get my ultimate goal of core four vibes. There have been, I'll say it, not enough hookup scenes. I watched the show primarily to see Jughead and Betty hook up. I skipped through. I'm like, is it going to happen? I asked people if I don't see the episode too late. And all I got this episode was a cut to a post-coital cuddle. Yeah, we want the more shirtless, but... Yeah, but barely. Were yeah. you that when he sang last episode? Um, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. It kind of was not what I wanted. I want okay, more, okay. I, because I want more Kevin singing. Kevin yes. is amazing oh, yeah. at singing. What the hell? Why yes. is he always directing? Put him in the show. That's true? Yeah. Yeah. Riverdale producers, I have questions. Text me. So, the episode ends with, uh, they find a defang a wolf cub quest card and a chalice with a human tooth within it. Uh, outside of the gym. Did you find a chalice with a human <laughs> yeah. outside my gym? That yeah. was not Equinox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, honey, that's the planet fitness. You know, you know you're not in Manhattan. <laughs> yeah. You know you're not at the Equinox when there's a chalice with a tube yeah. outside your gym. <laughs> <laughs> um, They're like, who could this be? What does it look like? Ugh. It's baby teeth. Yeah, I've been there to identify either of you from your teeth, and I say that with love. No. Yeah, FP... Looks around, and sure enough, there's baby teeth dead with gargoyle marks on him. And clearly, the game's back on. He had some blue lips. Yeah, and um, who finds it? FP and Sherry Keller, right? I I think just FP. Do we think that these people are being forcibly fed the drugs and, like, drugged out and killed? I think now I do. Some of them. Because I don't think baby teeth is playing the game. Also, defang a wolf cub is... I just don't know. Am I missing, like, a wolf reference there? Oh, Yeah. I don't know either. The D thing, obviously. But I guess, yeah. I guess baby teeth, teeth, wolf. Sure. I don't know. Okay, but guys, we have cults, we have drugs, we have gangs. This is all connected. Right. We don't know how. Yeah. But something is going to come to light. So a crazy episode. Who knows what's to come? We have a few weeks off to like gather our thoughts, get our predictions. Uh, But in the meantime, I guess... Stay away from 
gargoyles on telephone wires? Stay away from empty chalices you see by your gym. Don't yeah. look in the chalice. Yeah. And you guys should tweet Riverdish who you think the gargoyle king is now. Add yes. Riverdish. Galen, where can we follow you? Where can you follow me? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Galen, which is spelled not like Gayland, which is what Starbucks thinks, but it's G-A-E-L-Y-N-G. G for my last name. Galen G. I follow Sam and Ryan. You are the yes. best. Follow the pod at Riverdish. Um, at Riverdish Pod. You can follow me at Ryan Bloomquist. And Sam Gold. You can follow, uh, you can email us, riverdishpod at gmail.com. Leave us a review on iTunes. We love reading them. And again, pre-order the book, Riverdish, The Unauthorized Case Files of a Riverdale, coming out May 7th. Bye, River Vixens. Riverdale.